What do you got there? It's a copy of... Paddington 2, 2018. Hey, where'd you find that? It was... Found behind the vending machine. Behind the vending machine. Found behind the vending machine. Found behind the vending machine. All right, we're going to talk about Paddington 2. Not the first one. We never saw the first one. But, saw uh, the first one. I saw the first one. Oh, you saw the first one? Yeah, yep, I saw the first one. Is this, this one's way better. Way, this one's way better. I read the plot yeah. of the first one, and it sounded like it was way better. But, Jay, what's, yeah, the, base, Jay, what's the basic idea of Paddington 2? Um, I keep wanting to call that guy Rob Lowe. His name's not Rob Lowe, is it? Who's in this movie? Who's the Hugh bad Grant. guy? It's not Rob Lowe. Oh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, that's, I keep thinking he's Rob Lowe. I confuse the British actor. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jay. Uh, okay, let's see here. Let me let me revert to my notes here real quick so I can get the storyline here. Um, let's see. What the fuck is this? Why is this so fucking boring? <laughs> Thank God I have Star Trek Fleet Command to play with. This um, movie is an hour and a half promotion oh. where I, how marmalade sandwiches are better than peanut butter and jelly. Oh, for sure. Have yes. you ever had marmalade? No. I love peanut I've never butter. had marmalade either. Never had it. I might have to try it now. I don't know because, but to be honest <laughs> with you, I hated this movie. Did you really? I couldn't stand. What? I could not stand this fucking movie. I thought it was like such a po- positive, fun, like creative. Right. Kid such story. a feel good movie, dude. Hundred percent, Jay. You're insane, dude. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So, so like, like 2020, I could have watched this movie 50 times with COVID fucking hitting everybody and everything like that. It's such a good palate cleanser. Such a good movie. Such a good feel good thing. Like, it's, no, the- uh, I, I liked it a lot. It's not oh. the best movie ever. It's okay. You, you're 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 welcome to your well, feelings. We should say why we chose to do this was because of the Nick Cage, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. They it put was, this in the top five, didn't he? Yeah, Depending yeah. On the well, mood the, or yes, this was Pedro Pascal's favorite movie. He had never seen it, and so then uh-huh. he watched it, and then he loved it, and then his daughter it was one of her favorite movies. So that was how they bonded later at the end of the movie. But I've also right. heard all along since this movie came out that like mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, it's the best movie ever. My big thing right. was right off right off the bat we see uh Aunt Lucy and Uncle Pazustos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh on the bridge. On a bridge. He's got it. two bears are just <laughs> chilling, eating marmalade sandwiches well, on a this bridge. Is, this is what we missed, Jay, in the first movie, is that they're from the dark uh dark jungles of Peru. The dark hold. No, they're the dark jungles of Peru and they're the uh type oh. of bear that can speak and they're highly intelligent. Oh, that's a real thing. This is this is a real thing. This is a real. Yeah, this so is a real, real, real bears. These are that, real bears that they got. They're not these bears. real bears. Yes, <laughs> he's well, typecast. He can only be in Paddington movies. He can only play <laughs> roles. Do you know who did the voice of Paddington? I do not know. Uh, himself, Ben Winshaw, which means nothing to you, but I will say Q from the new James, the last five James Bond movies. It's Q. Oh, okay, Q. I thought you were going to say Q Star from Star Trek. No, <laughs> and then uh, the but the very opening scene when they're talking about like oh going because again I had no context they're like oh we're gonna go to London I love my marmalade and I'm thinking like oh god please don't have me have to watch like a scene of a pregnant bear I thought for sure they're gonna have like some pregnant bear scene and I go it's enough that I have to deal with toilet paper Ta- bears <laughs> talking bears for fuck the toilet paper bears but then it was like oh okay they found him he was like on a, the river and I'm like okay that was cute and so, go ahead we haven't talked about the premise of the movie yet the premise of the movie is. There's a book made by who is that? Their aunt or uncle or who is that uh, made some, by? The owner some famous shop? woman in town some, that some had super rich bitch that made a pop up book. Well, she, she was, was known correct. for it, and this she is had the a steam old... festival that would travel around the world, and she would always make famous pop up books that they would put of, out. 
yeah. of okay. the various cities. And then there was this one for London that was never released, and there was only one copy. Yeah, it was the only copy. And then uh, he wanted like a thousand gold coins, and apparently uh, uh, Paddington only had one coin in his ear the whole <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> It was covered in marmalade. I said it was very irresponsible when they show him with the electric toothbrushes cleaning his ears and oh, his nose. everything. And then right to his teeth. Like, he did everything with it. And then he was, yeah, oh, my God. But uh, he basically, yeah, Paddington wants to get, his uncle has passed away. He wants to get his aunt a birthday present. Oh, his he uncle wants to passed get, away? I didn't catch that part. Yeah. I missed that. And that he passed away in the, he died in the first one. Um, he got, there were like some kind of earthquake happened or something. Right, Rodney? Yep. And then he couldn't make it to them to be safe. So then Aunt Lucy talked about always going to London, and that's why he went to London mm. to fulfill their dream. And that's why he had the hat, which oh, was I'm his glad I didn't hat. see that. Then that would have been a real bummer. <laughs> I, I would have hated it even more. <laughs> so movies, yeah, and then he the whole movie is basically him becoming friends with that family. And then it's mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman's the bad guy in the first one. I don't remember that. It's, to be famous wo- it's, it's a famous woman, but I can't remember who it is. But she's a taxidermist. And she wants mm. to like capture him to make make Gotta be Nicole Kidman. S- stuffed him as a bear. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she could text. So he wants <laughs> he wants the book. Oh my god! To give to his it. aunt <laughs> as like because she's always wanted to come to London. So he, uh, yeah, Nicole Kidman. So he wants to get the book for her, but he needs to save up money from this estate. Mm-hmm. And he then gets, Hugh Grant fired as a as a sweeper well, over first, at the barbershop. And then, well, first we get the introduction to Hugh Grant as this former actor who now does like dog food commercials, which mm-hmm. I thought, oh, he's an actor with a dog, but he's actually dressed as a dog in these commercials. Mm-hmm. But he wants to get back to his former glory. So he finds out about this book and you find out that it's his grandpa was the magician he's, he's a neighbor too isn't he he's a neighbor yeah hugh grant's uh yeah and that a small neighbor little, in that little area cul-de-sac whatever the hell you want to call it there but yeah we see basically paddington is so pure and good and he always says he tries to find the good in people and i don't know what are you gonna blow up rodney yeah hold on this car's confusing shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> i just want to make oh, sure you weren't gonna blow up like we were doing like 24 no, we're good, we're or something good. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will self destruct <laughs> Three different vehicles this week, and I'm trying to just figure out one. I fucking get, I'm in another one, and sucks. <laughs> um, so the, he basically we see how positive he is in the community. Like he always says, you always have to find the good in people. And well, then they well they show so they show him uh, going through the town, saying hi to everybody as he's off to his job as the the sweeper over at the barbershop and they sh- they make a point to show the colonel this one guy they called him the colonel. No, where was he going? He wasn't He's, going to the job at first. Where was he going? I don't know, but uh, so the woman riding the bicycle was that she? She looked super familiar. I she didn't really play much of a role in the movie. The rest of the movie. The lady that runs by. She goes. She runs. Right, runs by the lady in one bike. She goes. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just really hungry. That lady? No, uh, no, the one that he hops no, on the bike in the uh, beginning. Yeah, in the very beginning, the bicycle. The lady. Until he gets to the garbage truck to help the guy. Yeah, because he befriends him, and then they later on in the show, he the garbage truck gets him to where he needs to go. She looked, she looked really familiar. But anyways, uh, there was the one guy, the colonel. They call him the colonel. He ended up doing the um, window cleaning service for a while oh, yeah. to earn money. Yep. And uh, he was like, you know what? His windows are dirty. I'm going to clean them anyways. And then that's when he notices the girl at the little stand. And then later on, they they're like, yeah, I like they showed it progressing. 
They yeah. wave at each other. They pretend to be in the elevator and the stairs. Oh, then they're man. hanging. You guys are going to make me like this. Fucker. Then they're like hanging out. No. Then they're together. And yeah. And they're like, oh, we wouldn't have met each other if it wasn't for you. You you crazy bear. But even the parrot's like, oh, who, who stole the book then? So basically this book is in the uh, this antique shop and he's slowly but surely raising all the money and he's very close to getting it. Then all of a sudden Hugh Grant sweeps in wearing mm-hmm. a disguise and uh, mm-hmm. Um, he ends up, uh, okay, now my brother's calling at this point, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, let, I'll let him, no, I'll let him go to voicemail, but okay. I guess I probably should answer just to see. Should, it'd be funny. Yeah, answer. Oh, it's That's too late. This now. Just let me fly the rest of the way home and take a poo. He oh God, this is recording. Oh, you're, you're, you're pooing now? Okay, I'll let you go. Are you pooping? Okay, okay. Call your brother. Call your brother. Yeah, bye. 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 How does that work? Do we get cut off now? No, no, we're still going, but okay. I'm going to call my brother back now and just see what's going on. Might as well contain the continue the chaos. Uh, see, he's on he's on stereo. Rodney was only on the left one. That's why it was sounding weird. But maybe he'll be on. Hey, you're on a, a podcast right now. We're talking about Paddington too. Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me, Scott? Hello. Oh, maybe not. Do you lose him? All right. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck that, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened here I don't know what that means But, uh, oh. so, uh, um Yeah, he is, uh Wants this book Hugh Grant is an actor that wants to get the book Because he knows that there's some kind of code Some some hidden yep. secret map On each of the pop-up pages that leads him to This treasure Some, some treasure Because she was such a, a magnificent, uh the woman that had the steam festival, she was a magical trapeze. No, um, would she be a trapeze artist? I think some, that's what it was, it was. Some kind of performer. Like they cut her rope basically and she died. But she was so popular, she would have all these people give her all these riches. And then that made everybody jealous, including the magician she worked with, which then that magician ended up, his grandson was Hugh Grant. So he steals the book. Paddington's chasing him down. He gets framed for it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to jail. And it's just about his positivity. Like, Mm-hmm. Oh well, he's chasing him too, and because I, I remember like like oh, um, someone stole the book. Looks like he's gonna get blamed, and then uh, rat rat him doggy. He calls the the, the local dog, and he <laughs> rides he the taking, dog after him. He would always all his everything they did like oh the mom is trying to be more of an adventurous person. Oh the son is into trains. Oh the daughter is wait the mom was the one that wanted was it the mom that wanted to swim? Yeah, she wanted to swim the channel. The channel. Okay, that's what it was. All right. Yep. And like and everything they set up, everything they were setting up at the beginning, even the dad having like the little daydream of like, I'm not bullseye brown anymore. And you see some flashback mm-hmm. to him at a carnival. Oh, like, my God. That was, OK, I have to admit that part was actually really cool because when they showed him throw the ball and then ricochet off of one mm-hmm. bounce back into the other. It's like, three of them. That's actually kind of cool. Uh-huh. And he's like bullseye. Yeah, bullseye brown. <laughs> and I loved like, uh, the animated scene when um, he's thinking about his aunt and like he's in the pop up book taking her around London. Oh, that was that was like. Looked cool. Yeah, I was like, I go, oh, you could even do that in live action, and that would be pretty neat. But it, it just, all these little things, it was just a very sweet, there was a lot of little vignette small story moments where he's like, the, everybody in this prison doesn't like him, mm-hmm. and the one mean guy's like, he goes, I'm going to, you know, basically rip you to shreds. And he goes, well, this food's terrible. Oh, he goes, no, oh, the cook. Oh, the He goes, cook. go talk to the cook. Everybody he's like, ducks. okay. <laughs> yes, he goes, okay. And they're all like, oh, shit, okay. And he goes, I mean, they didn't say shit, obviously, but right. their attitude was 100% that. You, you heard that. They didn't say it, but you heard that. Yeah, and then he's like, goes up there and he sprays the ketchup on him. Yes. And he's like, oh, 
I'm sorry. Let me get that out. Oh no, I'm just making it worse. Yeah, but that's Brennan Gleason. He's oh. he's like Knuckles, the chef that everybody's terrified of. Was he? Was he the um guy in Harry Potter? Yes. He was uh um oh, fuck um yeah. I'm trying to think what character. Damn it! I knew the name earlier. He's he not was, Hagrid. Uh, he's uh oh, ha- I he's was not Hagrid, Hagrid. No, he's uh Moody. Alistair Moody. Oh uh, okay. But he was also in. If you remember um. Uh, in Bruges, you ever see in Bruges? Uh, uh, Twenty eight days later, also he was. That might be another one you know. Okay, well I've seen uh, that gangs one. in New York, but in Bruges, in Bruges, he's the one that's going to kill uh, Colin Farrell's character. If you've never mm. seen in Bruges, we maybe have to do in Bruges. Is awesome. Mm, okay. The idea is basically they well, go. If, he, if he's trying to kill Colin Farrell's character, <laughs> I might want to watch that. Well, the idea is that uh, these two hitmen go to. Uh, this is going to be a very weird tangent, but they go to Belgium, the city Bruges in, in Belgium. Okay. And uh, Ray Fiennes is like their handler and their hitmen. And Ray Fiennes, his opinion is like, if you fuck up a job, you got to get taken out by one of your own. Mm-hmm. But he went to Bruges one time and he's like, it's beautiful. It's like a fairy tale is what he keeps saying. So he sends Gleason and Colin Farrell to go there. And he's like, like, let Count I keep Count. thinking Andrew Gleason. And he goes, let, he, he, oh, he goes, goes, let him see the city. He goes, it's like a beautiful, it's like a fairy tale. And then you can kill him and he at least die seeing this beautiful place. So he gets there and he Gleason hates the place at first and Farrell's very into it. But as it goes on, because he hasn't killed him yet, Gleason starts falling in love with the place and Farrell's falling out. And it's just a, it's a fun, mm-hmm. cool movie. The guy that wrote it and directed it, he's a playwright and he's done mm-hmm. a couple other movies. He did Seven Psychopaths and a couple other movies. Mm-hmm. But okay. the idea was basically like he went there in real life and went he went there for like maybe five, a week or five days or something, enough time where it, the first few days was like, wow, this is fuck. It's like a fairy. Like he went, I love this. It's like a fairy tale. Then after so many days, he was like, fuck this place. It sucks. And he goes, how could I have such a high and such a low? So he wrote these two characters mm-hmm. to like experience the that. Same. And anyway, it's, it's awesome. But yeah, Brendan Gleeson's great. Everybody in this is honestly like, it's very, very well, like very well done. Jim Broadbent is well, the I guy like, Gruber uh, that owns the like, well, I like how store. like, like uh, they're in the prison cafeteria, whatever. And, he, and then he gets uh, knuckles to, kind of become like like yeah like he's actually not that bad of a guy actually and then all of a sudden they get a couple other guys to start like so changing the, up the menu, the menu. Mm-hmm. like you know what i've always, i got this great recipe and like oh i can make this and you know that now all of a sudden now it's like yeah like well he wins uh, them over with small things like he's trying yeah. to get all these oranges off the wall and they all fall on him and he's like he goes oh Paddington's like hey can you help me carry these oranges he goes just take them one at a time Talking about the sacks of oranges. But then you see him, one orange. Everything's literal. Two oranges. Three. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, it's not. Well, the whole show, though, is like basically Paddington's like dumb. He's naive or he's innocent. Simple. He's an innocent. He's, he's very simple. No, he's it's not even that. He's simple. The well, whole thing. They're, they treat well, him like he's simple. Well, because he goes to the, the big thing I should we should say, too, is the barber shop, which I go. That is one of the oh, him the with judge. the electric razor. That scene of that him shaking so, and spinning so dumb. is one of the weirdest images ever put on film. It was so dumb. It's like nobody had no no shape trimmer ever has had a cord that long. <laughs> That's the longest fucking cord ever. That's but like, he shaves this old man's head accidentally up the yeah, middle of the turns back. out to be the judge. And I was the judge in his trial later for stealing his Sam. What the fuck is that? Jesus. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Well, I'm hooked to the phone still. The so now fucking ringtone is that shit. Anyways, but I don't know. 
that it it I think it's 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 definitely a kids show for oh, sure. Oh, it's it's hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like you know, but I don't. Here's the thing: is like, it just doesn't. I mean, well, like, my my I, complaint I, it, probably my complaint probably in your favor is when he's in the prison when he encounters Knuckles and Knuckles is about to like really give him one and all of a sudden he takes his hat off and he has a marmalade sandwich. Where the fuck did he get the marmalade sandwich? Well, like where the hell? Well, right. Or even where at the end when the, the from, when they break out of prison because he thinks the oh family abandoned him and there are all the bad guys that escape escaped with him are with in the, the hot plane. air balloon. Well, the hot air balloon's fine, but like when they're no, in the plane, that was okay with a hot air balloon. Uh huh. And they get up, and then but nobody sees them flying away as a hot air balloon, right? Like none of the uh, the guards see this shit. They, like, they just get away. Down. That's fine. But then, yeah, right. But I mean, but well, they did the a plane, lot. Of, but they did a lot of cartoony moments. Even his like his briefcase ladder was a very cartoony thing when he's on the train. Like I okay, you're fine. I know with that. that. I know. I know this is gonna sound weird, but I was actually fine with that. I really was. I was totally fine with that. I love those but moments because I went. I no, go. This is a cartoon. Well, here's a. He's well, doing child. He's doing like kid book things in this real world. The plane wasn't a water plane. When they originally had it, when they took off. Oh, okay. I didn't even pay then, attention to that then part. I just around, went, then they landed. How did they find it? Now all and then and how long they held their breath? Yes, I will, drives me crazy. Yes, those movies always drive up. me crazy. They they were all. I'm like, oh, we're gonna watch. I'm like, I'm well, but here's the thing: is like, I'm watching this. Like, this is totally written for a kids show. Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna kill him. Oh, absolutely. in the thing, there's no way. But you gotta feel sad. You gotta feel sad, but I'm like at the same time though, like this is just but going you know, on way too. Well, long. you know, a movie didn't made it officially sadder still is Toy Story three, when they were going toward the incinerator. Oh, the incinerator part. I remember being in the theater and they did it long. They I don't know how they timed that. They did not make Toy Story three for kids. This is made more for kids than Toy Story three is. Correct. All the Toy Story movies are not made for kids. Three They're and four made especially. for the old kids. The people that have kids now, the the ones that grew up in '95, yes. it just then now 27 years later are a parent and it, can show their kids. Yes, it just happens to benefit that kids like those, but they're not geared towards those kids. And you can tell by the way it's written and how things go because they're they're all like the old style and like the jokes and stuff like that. You have to entertain the adults mm-hmm. as well as the kids, but the kids are you know whatever. But Paddington, this part underwater. They're not gonna kill him off. They, the the mom can swim. She's been practicing forever, so they're right. Because they made a joke her. in the end that she swam all the way from England to France, forgot her passport, and swam back, which so, is an old Polish joke about somebody swimming halfway across the water. They got half. They go, oh, I can't make it. They got halfway and turned around and went back. They went back the other way because <laughs> they got tired. Right. Um, yeah, because I found you know, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, did you recognize the mom from anything? Uh, I think she was in Paddington, the first one, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I um, did not, actually. Shape of Water. I did not see that. Oh, I thought we did Shape of Water. Y- you guys did. I did not. Oh, you were not? Were you here for it and you just didn't watch it? Or did we have I somebody else? I have standards. Else? You don't, you don't want to watch? You don't want to watch? Low. Uh, a woman have sex with a sea monster, basically? Uh, the, the, the sea person from Hellboy? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Because I swear to God, that looks like the same per- the same it's creature. Pretty close, yeah. I did not see it. No, and I don't remember why. Let's see, I'm seeing if we did. It. I thought we did. No, I, we did not do shape. Okay, we did not do see, officially I, I shape don't water. Remember doing that, but at the same time, it's like. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's ba- yeah, it's pretty straight. I mean, it's all these little vignette things about him just bringing out the best in people. So like the opening, we're seeing him in the neighborhood, how he affects them. Then we see him gone, how it affects them. Well, who is the then di- we see him in prison is... affecting all these people and. and then- <laughs> Kind okay. of I do have to it. admit the one joke about the 
the red sock going in the laundry yes. with all that stuff. That and everybody, like, what's one red sock gonna do? And like, no big deal, let it go. And that everybody's was kinda, pink. And, yeah, that that was kind of funny, but there there was some little funny shit in there and stuff like that. But overall, I just like ah, uh, yeah, not, I look, not I, really for me. I looked into the writer and director of this, and like, I just kind of wanted to check out their history. And it was, I thought maybe like they obviously are British, and mm-hmm. they had, they, I go, they had to have grown up loving, like. They're both comedian, mm-hmm. like comic writers and stuff. But to me, I'm like, this is a very I don't know Paddington, but I looked up things about Paddington and all the key points are there in this. And to me, it just feels like it's somebody that loved. I feel like well, I feel like this character, right? I feel like remembering like the storybooks as a kid of reading about Paddington Bear and shit like that. Yeah, There are 20 books. I think it was ultimately. Was but uh, I mean, I was more of a Winnie the Pooh fan. So I like Winnie the Pooh is another British work. And to me, I'm like, oh, I if do. I had the opportunity to make a Winnie the Pooh or a I Winnie the Pooh Muppets, it. I Winnie the Pooh it after work every day. So <laughs> Rodney's Winnie the Poohing it right now. Right, right well, <laughs> uh, I mean, someone's got to do this stuff for other people, and it, it, and it's great that people do this because not, I mean, not everyone's gonna like this this stuff, but at the same time, it's like there's people out there that will love it, and I, I can see that. I'm just like, I, I've never been one though too that like. Watches the watches these movies where they like give an animal uh, human characteristics in a sense, and the people can understand it. It's weird, yeah. There's a couple parts and when he's like doing when he's window washing and he's using his butt. It's like weird. There's weird stuff because he's can, he's too human. Uh, as a bear, he's anthropomorphic. Like he's very human like. Human bears are very human like. It's just a very human or very hairy human. Yeah. And it was like, and he's also the height. I would say like that four foot height is creepy. And a couple of times there's scenes where I'm like, I'm like, that's a little creepy. Like again, him with, when he's got the galactic shape, when he's bouncing around and spinning around, it's Mm -hmm. very odd. I I recorded that to put in the Instagram too, but like, it's an odd thing. But he's just too big for that. That razor to really be doing that to him, which I mean, and they or only, to be he, but then he's also they only did it for and the that laugh dog, the kids. and then even the dog, like he's too he's, big to be riding the dog, but the they kind of reshaped him to be on the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they morphed him to to be smaller than he actually was because there's no way that even though like that type of dog is a bigger dog, but they still can't like I don't know. You're now you're treating the dog like a horse kind of thing, right? Or whatever, and but, they're not even structured like that at all. No, but I mean, I don't know. I had a, yeah, I had my, I, I was going to write and jokingly put strike one, strike two, strike, but I, it's not the point of this movie. This point, oh, this movie is meant to be, again, like you said, for families, for kids. It's for it's kids. a positive message. <clears throat> I understand the appeal of it for people that have needed it over the last two years. I wished I would have watched it. Like Rodney said, during the pandemic, this would have been a perfect, like, like a uh, good, like, like, a, um, I don't want to say laxative, uh, <laughs> Like a balm, like a balm, like a calming kind of thing. See, I don't, but I mean, for some people that that might work. I I, I can't say that it won't work. For me, it it wouldn't work like that as far as like a calming thing, because all it did to me was it bored the shit out of me. That's funny. And I didn't want to watch it. (laughs) I really didn't. I mean, there was some funny stuff in it. I'm not going to say that it was horrible. I mean, I might have said that in the very beginning, but I mean, that's like um, there was some funny shit in it. Okay, but it's definitely for kids, and uh, I don't I don't think parents will be entertained watching it as much. I mean, if you're really into Paddington as a kid, maybe you might enjoy seeing it as a real life thing. I mean, I, I feel like the uh, CGI was really good. Mm-hmm. Like like as a bear being like mixed in the real world, it looked pretty good. Like the hair, the face, and all that stuff. The eyes were pretty good. I thought. 
um, the the actors interacting with Paddington looked pretty good. You know, like wh- whoever they had standing in to fill in that spot, they were. Yeah, the look looks like it wasn't too bad. Actually, there was only one scene at the br- breakfast in the start of the, the movie. And the daughter table. that and looked was, a little weird. Well, she was. Did you right notice up, that? Yeah, she was right up to her. And it almost looked like she was looking at his head, because, the top of his head, because he was moving too much in that scene. And I went, "Oh, he, that was a bad direction." He looked like he was moving weird in that scene too, though. I don't know if it was like I feel like that scene for the CGI. I mean, I because I kind of like feel it. Like I'm pretty sure I know what you're saying. Like he seemed like he was just. Moving weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he was moving weird, but I think the way he was moving, she was not told, like, oh, hey, he's going to be doing this. She was, like, looking at him. And I, I actually rewound it to look at it again. It didn't look as bad the second time, but the first mm-hmm. time. Because that was my complaint with Sonic the Hedgehog 2, was there was way too much, like, eye lines weren't seemingly matching up for the angle mm-hmm. of where you put the character and stuff. Right. And well, that's what I was saying. Like, it looked like she was looking at the top of his head and yeah. like, his eyes kind of thing. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the kid was special. Maybe she couldn't look him in the eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Well, then he had his, that's the stare, the patented stare. Oh, that part too. Why am I feeling so warm? <laughs> it's the deep stare the that deep he gives. Stare, yep. But uh, yeah, and then he ends up battling, uh, or he's chasing down on the train that has all the steam engine stuff with Hugh Grant's character. Oh, there's no that way Hugh Grant, Hugh, yeah, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant's character is going to pull that pin out of that train while it's moving in that car. That's a, but that's a trope thing they've always done in things. Everybody's okay. always pulling the pins out. Same thing with the statue falling out of the wall in that one church. Like, it's not going to fall out just from some one random person tugging on it. You know, I mean, it's just it is what it is. But we see uh, he ends up, you know, and after the water incident, he gets saved by the, the former convicts. Then, uh, he goes into like a little coma where he sleeps for three days because he's sick all of a sudden. That was kind of weird. But they end up. Uh, yeah, but you know, so. OK, so they were trying to get him out of the, the side door. The, the he could have fit car through there, I felt. Did you feel so? Think so? I felt like they opened it enough, like a bear. Eh, maybe, but here's this. This is the part where I was wondering: was like, okay, so, so they locked the one back door. That door was locked. What about the front door? That or the caboose? top? The top of the roof too. Or the, the the roof. It was just a sliding roof. Thing, Every single right? one. Like, couldn't he not have just gone out that? I know. Way? I thought about like, that too. I'm like, why are you looking at this like one thing? And then all of a sudden, okay, so these three convicts show up. And then now they, they're able to push the chain, and the chain broke because three people were pushing on it. I don't know what kind of fucking chain I don't think a chain would break. I think it would have been better There's to have no it break way. from the wood, right? Yes, that's more what's going to happen. You're going to pull the screws Especially out Especially being in the water, you'd be like, oh, it got soft. There's okay. no way in That's what I'm basically that's what I was saying. There's no <laughs> way in hell those... I don't care how strong those three guys were. You're going to pull the screws out of the wood before you break that chain. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, it, how it goes. Like, I, I just don't get it. But, uh, but the same, like you said... He sh- I feel like he should just like went through the top of the train car or out the front door of the train car. Yeah, which nothing else was locked. Why was the side door locked? I mean, I did, like yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he survived the. I mean, he was lucky enough the that fall the, down the car, into the the car went the way it did. Anyways, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you know, and like you it's said, a lot of nitpicking for it, but <laughs> it, it, yeah, and like you said, like the three convicts, they fly back and then they somehow land knew exactly they, where they exactly were. where he was, right? <laughs> <laughs> like okay, fine, sure, but there again, and 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 I it's think it's not the point of the movie. I think, but I think that is actually the part of the movie where I was just like, all right, this is one hundred percent just for kids. Mm-hmm. To you know, like none of this is supposed to really make any fucking sense in a way. 
It's just to give kids how, a chance to say. How like, did you feel when they brought Aunt Lucy to the house? Because that was the whole ending was. Well, I knew that was. Gonna it was happen. her birthday. Yeah, I kind of feel like you knew that was going to happen from the very beginning. Like that was a whole the part whole, of it. The whole neighborhood chipped in to fly her from. I, I feel like it was going to be a super dick move if they like said like, "Oh, sorry, Paddington, your Aunt Lucy died." You know, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, like you know, if Disney did it, sure, that's probably how it would have ended. But I mean, I don't know who actually did this thing, but I feel like that's a Disney. Yeah, this move. is uh, what studio? Studio Canal. So it's like a, it's an English company. So I mean, like that. That like I kind of feel like that's like I'm not surprised about the ending. I, I'm glad they did that. I, I was. Did not you surprised. watch like the post credits then too? When when they started rolling the credits, I stopped watching. Them. Oh, so basically, it gets to the point that we see all like all the end credits are showing the stories. That's where I, that's where the story of the mom. Swam across to France and came back, and oh, okay. the daughter ended up going hiring boys for the paper finally, and the son drops the J-Dog name and says, steam trains are cool, mm-hmm. and the dad gets the, he goes, uh, how'd they say, uh, middle-aged man, old man with middle-aged body takes the, presi-. like, they made jokes about basically all the characters kind of mm-hmm. achieving all their dreams in the next part, but then it shows Hugh Grant in prison, and he's finally doing his one-man show, and everybody's still like in the the pink uh, okay. uh, prison uniforms, but okay. he does this whole song project like, and everybody's singing and dancing, and they do this whole thing. And he goes, "Turns out I didn't need to buy an audience; all I needed was a captive audience." And that's the final joke. Uh, okay. So I thought that was like a little cute. Like, like okay, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so you, I know obviously you have zero. If they do a third one, you have zero interest in this. I, I don't plan on seeing it. I would imagine. I think Rodney's watched this one twice already. He said he he would feel like watching this. He has this kids over. though, so I mean, kind of makes sense a little bit. I understand the appeal of why people like this, and I'm maybe not necessarily going to watch one, but I would watch this one again. And I would. It's weird to watch this and not know anything about the first one. I mean, the appeal to this to watch this would be is if you're trying to distract your kids for a couple hours. But if this kid- over me. What about Despi- like? What's your least favorite cartoon? Like Despicable Me. Do you like Despicable Me? Yeah, I like that. That's oh, you would watch Despicable Me over this? Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Okay. So. I have. <laughs> I, I have just put it on just to watch it because uh, Gru and the Minions, I, I don't yeah. know. I think they're funny. Like, I mean, the not the not, not the one with just the Minions, but uh, just like, you know, the the first two with the, with Gru. Right. And the Minions are all like, you know, they're kind of fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, three never be-doo, came be-doo. out or did three? Were there four? Are there four of those and there's a fifth one coming out? Uh, there's the well let's see the first I only know one? the two Spickle Me and Despicable Me 2 and then there's and part the two, one part two is with the guy that's the son right that's, the twin brother or whatever oh is the son in the first one the one that's who's voice the one that there's one that's voiced by um, uh, South Park guy Trey Parker is he in the first one with a shark who has the shark pit the second one, he meets the girl, right? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of drawing a blank on that. The Minions is through time. The, the Minions is, yeah, the like Minions is like, I feel like the third. I know there's a lot of sh- shorts with them, but, um, or there's a couple, I shouldn't say a lot. But there's, yeah, there's the one with just the Minions, I think. So I think yeah, there's Minions is three. Th- I think there's a Despicable Me 3, and then there's going to be part four, which is the rise that grew about him being young. If only I had a computer to look this up. So let's see. Despicable. Yeah, there's Despicable Me 3. 
Let's see if that is the one that hasn't come out yet, or it is the one that came out. Yep, that one came out in 2017. What did? 20, uh, Despicable Me 3. So I want to see the film series, the Despicable Me franchise. Here we go. This is what I want. So Despicable Me 1 is 2010. 2 is 3. Uh, 2013. And then 2015 was Minions. There's a Despicable Me, Despicable Me 3 was 2017. Then there's Minions, The Rise of Gru, which is a sequel to Minions that comes out supposedly this year. And then Despicable Me 4 is in 2024. So Steve Carell got a pretty good gig here. I think for me, my issue with Despicable Me is the very first preview I saw and everything I heard about it was supposed to be about like a villain and him stealing like the uh, all the um, landmarks mm-hmm. and replacing them with inflatable, which I think they did that like a little bit. And I feel like that was the original idea and then it didn't test well. So then they shoved in the whole and it like got pushed back and then they shoved in all the orphan shit. And I was kind of like, eh. and then the one little girl was very much like Boo from uh, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. And then the minions themselves reminded me of Tuck and Roll. Remember in A Bug's Life, the two little in the circus bugs. It's so much so long ago, you don't remember. But I'm at that time, it was closer together. I know I, I watched it, but I don't remember that at all. So it always bothered me because of that. But now time has passed enough where I'm like, OK, it's fine. But I still think the minions are more, way more interesting than than Gru is, in my opinion. And I think Paddington, too, is much more interesting than Despicable Me, which is why I brought that up as my counterpoint. Shark Tale. What about Shark Tale? Do you like Shark Tale? That was the one with Will Smith. It was kind of like Scorsese played like one of the other, like maybe he was a shark or something. Fuck, I don't remember that. It's written by the guy who who writes Between Two Firms, Scott Aukerman, and he has a podcast. He wrote that movie, but it's not good. But yeah, I, I don't that doesn't ring any bells, but what? OK, then I want you to come up. What's a movie made for kids? Because I picked the ones that I would pick lower than this. What would be one that you would go? Oh, I, oh, uh, I've got another one I'll suggest, but I'll let you come up with one on your own first. But what's another movie made for kids that you would watch Paddington 2 over instead of that? I've got one that's probably a good answer. But what do you got? What do you think? That's made just for kids? Like a movie like comparable to this, a family movie that you would go, oh, my God, I would never fucking watch that. I would watch Paddington 2 in a heartbeat instead of that. I think I have a good answer for you, but I want you to come up with one. Oh, man, that's. um, Holy shit. I don't know if I can come up with that. Real. I say, like, is there any cartoons, any live action like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factories or. Oh, is there well, anything? the the Johnny Depp. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I would totally watch Paddington 2 again Over before that. I watched that okay. one. Then I'll give you the, then I'll give you my other answer is a wrinkle in time. Oh fuck that. Not, Nutcracker. Nutcracker. You'd probably watch this over Nutcracker. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably watch I'm trying to think if we did any other I think those are the only two. I would watch Paddington 2 a second time over either one of those. <laughs> for sure. And I will show interest in it as well. <laughs> But Those all right, gut wrenchingly horrible. Um, I think that was all my notes or ideas on this one. Do you have anything else you want to say on this one? I didn't really have much notes. Uh, it was other than the fact that it was just more or less like I was just trying to keep track of points to bring up if we were, you know, like a timeline to discuss the show in a sense. But it's just straightforward. Like I said, it's just like, or like you said, it was like, it's, it's a kid's it's show. Li- yeah, it's little it's, vignette moments just to show him 
bringing out the best in people. Everything about it was, especially their little escape from prison. Like they crawled through the crawl space. They all jumped in there. The same thing. But didn't you think it was like I like the creativity though of showing the warden having that model, and then the camera zooms over to the model, and the model opens up, and then you see kind of like miniature. I like those little moments. Again, that's where I give the credit to like the. That was neat. Yeah, I mean, that was like kind of cool because then you can watch like everything kind of happen at one time in a sense like the way they did it because like, it is not believable that they would all have a crawl space a latch in all their rooms to go crawl to get out you know the yeah, whole process I mean, yeah you're looking at that like okay you, you got a like a little trap door in the middle of your room mm-hmm. and nobody ever saw that before like okay yeah again i had or probably, the, i probably had five strikes on this or the war or was it was he the warden he was the warden and he's just like oh well nothing else is happening tonight i'm just gonna go home click and he shuts the light off because once they started eating desserts only desserts for their meals like mm-hmm. again very kiddish it's goofy it's meant yeah. to be it's things that i would give strikes to i kind of kept going through just because of the Joy of it, you know. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, like I said, is, if you're an adult, you're obviously not going to watch it <laughs> out of the blue for no reason. If you got kids, you'll probably have to sit through it and watch it, but uh, you might want to try to get your kids to watch something else first. Like, uh, oh, what is that? Um, oh, shit, Encanto? In- yeah. Is that what it's Encanto, yeah. Encanto? Dude, great. You like movie. that? I love that fucking Should movie. we do that one? Sure, if you want to. We haven't done that. I mean, we we haven't done Jungle Book or that. Those are two Disney ones we kind of let go through. I love Encanto. I watch it all the time. Okay. I mean, we did Turning Red, so we might as well do Encanto. So, all right. Um, Winnie the Pooh, a.k.a. Rodney, is gone right now. I uh, I even watched the sing-along version of Encanto. Oh, interesting. Okay. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to do that then. All right. Back to work. Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, er, I mean, rate and review this podcast where we may have found it, and feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.